Aqua Lads and Aqua Lasses. Welcome to Bright Man here in the Aqua Cave. I'm Johnny C. As always, thank you for coming on board with this one. You know what we're here for. It's Bright Man, the show where we cover whatever bright idea pops into our head. And the electricity must be surging up there in the old cranium, folks, because today we're going to be talking about WWF Livewire starring Todd Pentengale. Yay! You know what, though? 1996, the year I got back into the wrestling, started with the Royal Rumble. And in the summer, when the WWF announced that they were going to start a new fall season integrated with the USA Cable Network, holy shit, was I excited. And now I'm going to bring that excitement to you. So what this basically amounted to is that I think it was Mania, WWF Mania, featuring Todd Pentengale, and at one time featuring WWF Mania guest host Jason Taruskin. Anybody out there, please, we need to talk to Jason Taruskin. This guy has been lost to history, except in my memory, I guess. Uh, Please, somebody find him, somebody interview him, somebody something. I need to know if Todd tried to touch him. That's awful, but I'll leave it at it. Now, Mania's out, Livewire is in. It's an interactive WWF show that we'll talk about. I also believe on Sundays, Action Zone, which was the All-American Wrestling facsimile, is now gone. And WWF Superstars is coming out of syndication, and it's going to be every week on the USA Network. Today, we're going to talk about Livewire, because it's an interactive show. It's actually... A good attempt by the WWF to try to be current or, quote, ahead of the times. And so I give them a lot of credit for this. If you're not familiar with the setup, I'm going to talk about it briefly. I I mentioned who the hosts were. They're in the WWF studios in Stamford, Connecticut. They're ready to recap all the major storylines on WWF programming like Monday Night Raw and keep us informed as to what's going on, hype upcoming events, but also communicate with the WWF fans. And we're going to talk specifically about how they plan to do that. It's September 21st, 1996. That's a Saturday morning. So kids, wake up, let your parents sleep in and uh, break into the cabinet, see what they've got to drink, and let's watch Livewire. It starts with a very somber moment. As a matter of fact, it's a tribute to Sweet Sapphire, baby. And I don't say that to joke. We lost Sapphire at this point in time in our history. And while that's unfortunate, I'm going to take the second to say something nice about Sapphire. I got into wrestling at the Survivor Series 89, and Sapphire teamed up with Dusty shortly after. The mixed tag team match at WrestleMania 6 is not only a lot of fun, it stands out in my memory as one of the first big things in wrestling that I've ever seen. And that match... They, the hype surrounding that, the promotional tools involved in that, made it seem like it was going to be one of the most important moments in WWF history. First time ever, mixed tag team match, just it's a happening. But I mean that wholeheartedly, and I stand by it. So thank you, Sapphire, for your contributions. Now, the show, it start, the show itself starts proper after the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Love it. WWF Livewire has a really cool opening sequence. Now, it, there's like a countdown and there's like wires and computer screens and WWF superstars all mixed in with a decent enough tune. But here's what really gets me. It starts... It starts, it's like they want me to turn it off because it starts with the dial-up modem sound. And 
And I'm like, oh my god, I would turn this off, but I don't. And, and it's not that big of a deal. It's actually kind of nostalgic, but still very annoying. So while the, 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 we've talked about the video component of what it looks like, let's talk about the audio. We get just some random quotes from WWF superstars cut together, but it's a great assortment. And it's a very interesting sign of the times. Because remember, this is the end of 96. We're creeping towards 97, the year that actually changes everything. And maybe some newer superstars are coming into focus. We've had the WCW mid-card exodus. So here's what we get. I'm going to perform them. Let's see if you can guess who's saying it. I got to know who's the best. Yeah, Red, for some sweet chin music. The Undertaker. Have a nice day. What Thuddy wants, Thuddy gets. All set 316 says, I just whipped your Brian Effett Pillman. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Now, that's Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Mankind, Sonny, Stone Cold, and Brian Pillman. I don't know if the last one, the there's nothing to be embarrassed about, is gold dust, but it sounds like a wacky audio clip from a morning talking radio show that Todd Pettengill would host. Uh, it could also be the prototype for the Too Cool theme song because it sounds a lot like the that was interesting. Turn it up! Giggity, 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 giggity. That's the too cool theme song for everybody out there. But I love specifically the transition from Austin 316 says, I just whipped your Brian Effort Bellman. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I remember that. It's so fucking cool. And I hope I've made that point. So we're live in the studios. It's the Toadster, Jim Cornette, and Sonny. Jim Cornette wants to know if he can get along with Sonny. And Todd says, eh, keep it clean, you two. Uh, Todd says, hey, Razor and Diesel might be coming to Raw. And Mind Games is tomorrow night. Uh, Jim Cornette thinks he's the host and tells Todd to shut up. Todd's like, well, I'm the host of WWF Livewire. The camera, folks, is absolutely in love with Sonny. She gets so much attention and uh there's some potential upskirt shots which i'm sure were done intentionally slash unintentionally i'm not here to say it's a good thing that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying it's a thing that happened and that's why i'm talking about it Cornette has a great line what's she doing here you promised me we were gonna have a good show uh sunny then comes right into the camera and looks at the viewing audience and folks i need a cigarette because she just i fucked the shit out of me slash all of us excuse me for a moment toad lets us know that there's three ways to interact with the world wrestling federation uh you can call us 1-888-LIVE-WWF you can fax us 1-888-WWF-FAX-1 fax really i still don't know how to use a fax machine okay i've sent a couple of faxes i remember like when the first time i bought a house i had to fax over all this documentation and this was in like 20 10 or 9 or some shit and I'm just like uh what (laughs) how the fuck do I fax something uh I just missed that okay now here's the kicker in my absolute favorite one the email address which is the one they hype the least which is hilarious in retrospect but it's understandable but here's the email address wwflivewire at aol.com now you might be saying well Johnny why did you hype it up so much because it's l-i-v- W-I-R-E. So, two potentials here. One, they cut out the E on purpose to look hip 
and cool or two somebody when they realized the show was announced to beat them to the punch and registered the domain ahead of them and they refused to pay for it i will not be held hostage by email terrorist monsoon or cornet or whoever the hell i'm talking to just make a different one uh, Toad lets us know that we're going to get started right away. The WWF, World Wrestling Federation, lives up to its name in South Africa. So the superstars were in South Africa for the South African Express Tour. He cuts to a video package. Look at the landscaping, he says. I think he meant to say landscape. <laughs> because the landscaping would be like the man-made structures to make something look better. Uh, but anywho, it doesn't really matter because Cornette throws him some instant shade because he says, It's a desert! Because when he says, look at the landscaping, it's a fucking shot of a desert. Uh, we see Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H walking through the wilds hunting Pumbaa. Because they cut to a shot of Pumbaa. Uh, we then cut to a bunch of kids at a school. Which I won't make a joke about because I actually think this is really cool when the superstars would do something like this. I'm not saying that these kids, you know, were just waiting on bated breath to see, to have some American companies, WWF superstars, come rescue them. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that it's nice. Um, and, and I'm going to leave it at that. However, if you're at this school, guess who came to visit you? Savio! Alright, get down, Savio Vega! But it is Savio. Cornette's like, is that a reform school? Todd then cuts to footage of the WWF Sun City Super Bowl, which is actually kind of a cool-looking event. Now, thanks to CageMatch.net, I have a little bit more information about the WWF Sun City Super Bowl. It is an event that took place on September 14, 1996 in Sun City, South Africa. Todd Pettengale claims that it is the highest-rated television program in South African television history, I tried desperately to fact-check it, but it's not happening. I couldn't find anything. Uh, yeah, at all. I am very interested in South Africa, though, uh, just as sort of like a side note. I, I recently started watching the Resident Evil Netflix show, uh, which takes place in South Africa, and I find it a very interesting setup. Um, I don't know why I threw that in. It's just the truth, though. So this event uh, featured Jim Ross and Owen Hart on commentary. Which immediately wants me to wants to make me find like the entire thing and watch it because that sounds like a lot of fun. But I got the results for you. Crush defeats the Portuguese Man o' War. Yokozuna defeats the Sultan. The Godwins defeat the New Rockstars, so no more Easter egg videos for you. Salvio Vega defeats Triple H. Mark Marrow defeats the British Bulldog, which Jim Cornette is sour about, but he wins by DQ. So Bulldog maintains his quote unquote main event credibility, I guess. And in the main event, they don't tell us this, but I, we discovered this, Brett the Hitman Hart defeats Stone Cold Steve Austin. And what I think is their first confrontation, a quick YouTube search indicates that you can watch this match in full with commentary on YouTube in crystal clear WWE HD. So this match had to have been on like a DVD or like a Lost Gem show or something like that. But the main point of all of this hype, is Todd says, take a look at the Hitman with his last contractual WWF obligation. Is it the Hitman's last match in a WWF ring? As they're showing the Hitman, you can hear Sonny in the background go, Hitman! That's not a joke, that's what it, she says. Uh, we talked about the highest ratings. Uh, Jim and Todd are talking sort of back and forth at this point about something. Just random WWF topics. Sonny is the focus, though. Because she's in the background pantomiming, sexily using a computer. Uh, when Todd mentions that Brett 
might be gone from the WWF, she wipes some sweat off of her brow in a very large comical motion. Now, is she happy because of their terrible breakup? Are sunny days far behind? I don't know. Todd then promotes the interactive nature of the program. How does he promote this? Well, as Hawk would say, he gets a fax from South Africa. Now, he does not say who this fax is from, except it's from South Africa. So I'm assuming the country has gained sentience, sentiency, much like the home of the mutants in the Marvel Universe, Krakoa, the living island. And if you don't know what Krakoa is, I'm sorry, but you should absolutely take a look at the Jonathan Hickman reboot of the X-Men comic book line from Marvel Comics that started like two or three years ago. It's the greatest thing ever, and I'm sticking to it. Todd starts to read the facts. Cornette grabs it out of his hands like, Hey, next time you send a fax, why don't you get yourself a publisher? Because this thing is too long. Now, I'm not going to read what Todd says verbatim, okay? But I'm going to tell you what, folks. If this is from an actual fan... Okay, okay, first of all, this fax is not from South Africa. Number two, this fax is not from a fan, okay? If this is... If this fax is legitimately from a fan that attended a WWF event in South Africa, I will eat my fucking hat and I will throw in one of my shoes. It's because with Todd's reading this thing and it sounds like ad copy or if you want to get more modern, it sounds like something Vince or Stephanie would say on a fucking earnings call. It's like, thanks so much for bringing the WWF superstars and their unique WWF brand of entertainment and action to South Africa. It was it's truly inspiring. <laughs> like, it's just so bad. I, I, th- th- did anyone believe this at the time? Now, I'm not saying it's like some sort of grand conspiracy. Like, it makes sense. I get it. But come on. Oh, boy. But it's off to quite a live start indeed. I guess you could say that with our first interactive fan moment. That's what I'm really here for, after all, are the fan moments. And folks, the main event comes right away because Toad wants to go to the phone lines. So here we go. Brian from Pennsylvania. How you doing, baby? So Todd Pettengale, the creator of Adam Cole, baby. And it's actually Brian from Pennsylvania, baby. Now, Brian lets us know, Todd, you're looking smooth today. And Todd, like, sort of touches his threads, and he's like, Ah, thank you. You know me, boy. Trying to be hip. I love it. Uh, Brian, what about me? Oh, you're looking better than ever, Sonny. Who is Brian from Pennsylvania? Because he's got the moves like Jagger. Oh, please, can we get her out of the picture? And so, obviously, that's Cornette. And the caller's like, Jim, Jim, trying to get Jim Cornette's attention. And Todd's like, Brian, what's your question? He hears Brian saying, Jim, Jim. And he goes, I'm sorry, Jim, Jim, what's your question? Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Brian is going to the Mind Games VIP party in uh, Philly after the pay-per-view. Will any superstars be there? Now, Todd gives a fantastic, I'm not prepared for this non-answer, by simply saying something to the effect of, well, Brian, you never know what's going to happen in the WWF. Cornette, though, assures us that Camp Cornette members will not be there because even though it's a VIP party, that is not important enough for them to show up. Todd says, let's take another call. We've got Sean. Now, I'm actually going to give them a lot of credit here. Them being the host, 
they sort of accidentally create a hilarious comedic moment here, all right, when uh, Todd says they're going to go to a call from Sean. Because Cornette is all like, Sean! And Todd says, Sean. Sonny pops her head into the frame, looking angrily, and goes, Sean? And he's like, yes, Sean from Massachusetts. It's funnier if you watch it, I promise. He's got a question for Sonny. Sonny is selling this sexily, like, what's your question, Sean? Sean from Massachusetts, however, no-sells this, because he has a real question. He says, there isn't much tag team competition in the WWF, which I agree with. Have you considered splitting them up, uh, splitting up the smoking guns and going for singles titles? What a wasted opportunity to speak with the Sunster. But Sonny responds, um, hello, I have Farouk, and come Monday, I will have a singles title on Monday Night Raw, the Intercontinental Championship, and we're going to put Sable in the gutter where she belongs. Ugh. Now look, her answer is not a game changer and doesn't like alter reality, but it's a really good on-the-fly performance, I will say that. It reminds me of when we had that rain delay at WrestleMania, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and guys like that got to cut like real wrestling promos. It just goes to show, man, Sonny had Sonny had talent, and, and I think it's important to note that. Pentengale wants to talk about Brett. Hey, can we talk about Brett the Hitman Hart? I'd rather not. Ugh, do we have to? I'm with Jim and Sonny, but Todd continues. Is he coming back to the World Wrestling Federation? Cornette puts the fact that Bret Hart is like a great superstar and a tremendous athlete over, but he doesn't want him around because if he's not there, Camp Cornette will have an easier time in the WWF getting championships. He says, and I quote, and look, folks, I'm just quoting Jim Cornette, okay? I'm not actually saying this. He is. It's good for the WWF, but not Camp Cornette, so I don't give a cripple crap or crutch if he ever comes back. What? Is First of all, rude. Second, is that a real phrase? Now, I will cop to the fact that I'm watching this thing on YouTube and the audio is pretty shitty. But did people really say that back in the day? Because not only is it offensive, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. At least to me. Sonny chimes in, you're scared of Brett. You're scared of Brett. You get away from me. You know, they put pictures of you in the wall in prisons to cure sex offenders. Saturday morning entertainment indeed, kidsters. Uh, and to make matters worse or better, definitely better, Todd says they're going to the phone lines yet again because Brian Pillman is on the phone. Now, I'm not going to try to recreate what Brian Pillman says, but I'm going to recommend you check it out for yourself because it is a tremendous, unhinged Brian Pillman promo-style phone call. Uh, and during this uh, phone call, they, they, they cut to some B-roll of Brian Pillman's press conference, which I just love. It doesn't have the audio, of course. They also cut to uh, him beating up the bushwhackers with his crutches after getting licked. It's tremendous. Jim Cornette agrees with Brian Pillman because Pillman is basically talking about how he's been promoting an interview with Brett at Mind Games, and then Brett comes on TV and says that Brian Pillman's like a lowlife and a scumbag and all this shit. Uh, and Cornette starts yelling over Pillman. Uh, Sonny, yet again, pokes her head in the camera and says, he sounds sexy while talking about Brian Pillman. And that's not so funny, but the way that she has the timing and the presence to just put her head into the camera frame and say her line, it's, it's very funny, okay? 
Todd Bettengale just looks completely overwhelmed. Like, I've had it up to here with these antics. Uh, he begs Brian Pillman to stay on the line. And Pillman's like, of course I'll stay on the line while you go to commercial. I'm going to generate some Nielsen ratings for you because I'm Brian Effin Pillman. It's a bad Brian Pillman, but I don't want to do the throat thing and throw make it sound like I'm throwing shade. Todd promotes that they're going to talk more about the WWF superstars return, Razor Ramon and Diesel. They're also going to preview some matches from Mind Games, so stay with us! And of course, we immediately come back because we're in the future. Now, the kind soul that uploaded this video to YouTube is truly a friend to history because they left in some advertisements from the WWF. I get treated to that fantastic trailer for Mind Games. Pray for this man, if he can't. We didn't get a TV spot for the finals of the IC uh, title tournament that's going to take place on Raw. And it ends with a ridiculous still frame of Jerry Lawler and Vince McMahon, like, smiling at the camera, completely frozen. It's like, this Monday night on the USA Network! They look like a couple of chodes. Back in the studio, Sunny is shaking her hips while typing at the computer. And Todd is hyped that he will be on Superstars tomorrow. This guy has way too much energy! Guys, guys, I got an email, says Sonny. But no, no email, Sonny. This is Todd Pettengill in the WWF Studios, and I still have Brian Pillman on the line. This is live. I'm not an email, Todd Pettengill. I'm a man beyond reproach. God love you, Brian Pillman. What a fantastic line. Uh, he says that Brett had better show up in that scum-filled city of Philadelphia, uh, putting up or setting up the fact that he's going to be a heel while he's there. Todd asks Brian Pillman to take a look at some video footage. It, it's Bret Hart's response uh, to, to what he had to say about him appearing in Philadelphia. The entire time Todd is saying this to Brian on the phone, he's looking into the camera as if he's pleading for Brian Pillman's heart. However, Jim Cornette is behind him making faces. And I kind of love it. Uh, I'm not going to recap Brett's video, but here are some of the highlights. Ooh, uh, you know, Brian Pillman is a liar. Uh, my brother Owen He's a worse liar than Brian Pillman is. You know, my WWF commitments are, are over, and I've already made a lot of commitments, uh, you know, to Hollywood. <coughs> Bullshit! Uh, to Hollywood. Uh, but enough of that. Sunny now corrects her earlier botch by indicating that the email she has is for Brian Pillman. So clearly, she has been reprimanded off camera. Now, the cameraman walks over to the computer that Sunny was looking at, and they actually do zoom in on the computer screen. But between the YouTube video compression and the scan lines on the computer monitor, I can't read a goddamn word of it. She lets us know that it's from Fan2WWF. And folks, you just gotta work harder, okay? Like, I'm not, no, no one believes this, okay? Brian Pillman, what is your response to the WWF? Are you ever going to wrestle, or what is your purpose? I'm sorry, I, I fucked up my own line reading. Brian Pillman, what is your purpose in the WWF? Are you ever going to wrestle or just keep running your big mouth? Now, I believe that we have firmly established, based on not only the screen name and the question, that the legitimacy of the faxes and emails are to be put into question. Brian Pillman gives a generic non-answer saying that he's Brian F. And Pillman, which I'm totally okay with. But Todd lets us know it's time for another phone call. And it's Mike from Phoenix. I guess by the way of Canada, because he says, Hey, uh, yeah, uh, Pillman, uh, where are you getting your information from that uh, Bret Hart is going to be at uh, In Your Hoose? And, and you know what, folks? That's just verbatim what he says. I'm not putting my own spin on it. And hey, that's okay to move to Phoenix from Canada, but it just really cracked me up. 
Uh, so in response to where does Brian get his information, he says, I get it from myself! The man gave me his word! And by the way, as Brian Pillman is yelling into his own phone, Sonny is just mugging for the camera. The cameraman is loving it. And I have to admit, Sonny's kind of fucking hot here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. My mom is listening. I'm sorry. Uh, Brian Pillman says, and I quote, that he will be at Superstars tomorrow, Pettengale, live and in living Technicolor. My only question, will he look handsome, will he look smart, and be a walking work of art? Let's go to Myra on the phones. Mr. Cornette, will Vader fight Crush now that Clarence Mason has turned traitor? Jim Cornette is blown away by this question and trying to visibly hold back laughter. He gets back into character and says that Mason is still trying to make amends with him and he doesn't care about Crush. He can go do whatever he wants and have his career and that's fine. All The only person he wants Vader to fight is Shawn Michaels. So he pivots back to character. But folks, this question is too stupid to have been written by the WWF Brain Trust, right? Who wants to know if Vader will go one-on-one with the original Hawaiian Punch Crush? Like, seriously, who's clamoring for that? Oh, I am making a wrestling podcast. Movie Todd, movie Todd. Uh, Todd Pentengale says, well, Jim, you're going to have a chance to talk to Shawn Michaels live here at the WWF Livewire. I don't want him on my show, says Sonny. An argument starts, and everyone is talking over one another. Cornette finally puts the kibosh on it and says it's time to clean up the set. There's too much paperwork lying around. He pulls a trash can off camera and puts it onto the desk. The trash can has a picture of Sonny attached to it. Oh, he just has my pictures because he's obsessed with me like everybody else. On cue, though, Todd Pettengale has a fax from Houston. Sonny, you are the greatest manager in the WWF. She dances in celebration. Oh, but it looks like we're going rapid fire with faxes now. Cornette has one. It asks him if you would like to manage Brian Pillman. He says, sure, I'd love to manage Brian Pillman. Dear Todd, you shouldn't be upset to have Sonny on the show. She is a better host than you. And then he crumbles it up. Oh, come on. Who said this stuff? Uh, then Todd thanks Brian Pillman for being here on the phone still. I had no idea. I thought that they had let him go earlier. <laughs> and he's like... You're going to find out more on Superstars. Forget this interactive garbage. Well, Brian, this interactive garbage has given me a show. So I'm going to allow it. Still to come, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Jim Ross, because we are totally live. We come back, and God love them again, whoever uploaded this to YouTube. They left in the WWF Superstars hotline promotion, where Jim Ross has an uncensored and hot Ross report. But I just love the fact, that it's got Luger's theme. Anyway, we're back with some B-roll footage of Philadelphia, and now we're back inside the studio, and it's time to talk about Razor and Diesel, and Jim Ross is live in studio. Well, this is an unexpected treat. A, a nice young Jim Ross here for us. Uh, before Jim Ross can talk, though, let's see a clip of WWF President Gorilla Monsoon. Now, this is the famous clip that was recently covered over on the North-South Connection Podcast Network in the uh, Wrestling War Zone, which covers the Monday Night War. Give them a listen. It's a fantastic show. It's basically the clip of Gorilla Monsoon saying that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will not be on Monday Night Raw because they have contractual obligations to another organization. 
therefore keeping them legally safe. The footage ends, so we cut to JR. Now, Jim Ross is having his face played with by Sonny. So not a bad gig, I suppose. Wake up early on a Saturday morning, get your makeup done, and uh, let's let's get some old-fashioned face grabbing going on. Uh, He lets us know he's a very happily married man. Sonny, however, takes it up a notch by stroking JR's hair. Again, not a bad way to spend your Saturday. Well, I understand where Grilla Monsoon's come from. You know, we're friends. We traveled miles around the road together. And I understand his point of view. But I stand by my sources. And I hear that Razor and Diesel may even be in Philly if the contracts can get executed on time. Todd's like, well, Jim Ross, I want some sources. Now, now Todd, you're a journalist. And you know you know, I can't do that. Cornette with the lie of the century. Oh, come on, JR. Who is it? Is it Deep Throat or Sonny not involved? Check, please. I'm done. That's that's perfect. Well done, Mr. Cornette. Let's take a call. It's Gerilyn in Indiana. She says, Hi, uh, Todd. Uh, my uh, uh, question is, uh, literally, without being prompted, all three hosts start doing the let's, let's speed it up hand movement. It's priceless. Come on now, we're live in the WWF Event Center here on Livewire. They do kind of laugh it off, though. And she starts to say her question is for Jim Ross. Jim Ross visibly perks up, and Cornette hangs up on her. Let's go to Joe in New York, or Ryan Gray. I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, Jim Ross, what's your reaction to uh, Gorilla Monsoon calling you a liar? Well, quite, quite frankly, I'll be honest with you. It hurt, hurt my feelings a bit, but sources are sources, and I, and I stand by my sources. Now, as JR's rambling on about his sources, the cameraman, once again, has no interest in shooting him uh, because he's all over coverage of Sonny's ass, which, again, I, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a typical guy, but <laughs> Sonny's just really on point here. Todd says, you know what, Jim Ross? I believe you. I've worked with you for many years, and I I understand you're standing by your sources. Jim Cornette and Sonny, however, do not believe him. Jim Cornette has a fax now, and Jim Ross keeps rambling about his sources. Cornette does that disgruntled paper toss thing where you kind of toss the paper in the air like, well, there goes that, And, and then desperately tries not to laugh, as I am laughing. So thank you again, Mr. Cornette. Well, I'll tell you what, though, folks. I can tell you absolute certainty that Razor Ramon and Diesel are going to be on Raw Monday night. Do they need a manager? Well, that figures. You're, you know, they're the only two ones you have it. Nah. Again, Cornette with the fucking fantastic fuck the click reference. I love it. Uh, uh, Todd is just completely disheveled at this point. He's like, let's take a phone call. But it reminds me of that scene from Ghostbusters where Janine answers the phone and she's like, Ghostbusters, what do you want? Because Todd's like, let's just take a phone call. He doesn't tell us who's on the phone. He doesn't tell us where they're from. Uh, The gentleman has a question for Sonny. Sure, babe. Well, you look great, sweetheart. Uh, How do you match up in mental capacity to Jim Cornette? All right, that's it. I quit. The phrase mental capacity is a dead giveaway that Vince McMahon just wrote this question and had one of the dudes next door call it, right? And that's fine. I get it. It's 1996. You're not going to give the fans control. But come on. You're just, you're just not even trying now. But I digress. To prove that she has a larger IQ than Mr. Cornette, she says, Oh, honey, he's lucky he graduated kindergarten, honey. His IQ is much lower than mine. And come um, uh, Sunday, come mind games. Hilarious. She's trying to prove that she's more intelligent than Jim Cornette, but she can't even cut a promo where she remembers the name of the pay-per-view. Cornette's no better, though. He tells a joke that's not worth repeating. Not because it's, like, bad, offensive or anything. It's just fucking bad. It's boring. Hold the phones, though, because Sonny has an email. This one is from the Diamond 
doll. Star of the 40-year-old virgin? Question mark. Sonny, are you going to go after Bulldog and Owen after they beat the guns? And if not, Cornette, will you go after the guns if they retain? You're both great managers, but we will soon find out who is better. You know, it's so nice of the Diamond Doll to email in and uh, ask a question about the exact same thing that they are arguing about. Now, Jim Cornette, appalled by this scenario, he says, I guarantee you one thing, I ain't going after the guns like you did. To which Sonny yells, I hope not. Well, Sonny, tell us you're an asshole without telling us you're an asshole. Hello, can we please focus? That's Todd Pettengale, by the way. Still to come. The Heartbreak Kid and the talk about the WWF Final Curtain Match. We do cut to a graphic for the new fall season, which I'll cover briefly. It's WWF Blast Off on WGN, WWF Livewire on USA, WWF Challenge, check your local listings, WWF Superstars on USA, and WWF Monday Night Raw on USA. So, as I said earlier, in sort of the, the, the promo I cut when introducing the episode, all in with the USA Network, and that makes sense. Oh my god. Again, thank you to whomever uploaded this because they left in an advertisement for the WWF Big Bang Boom Tour. And folks, this Wednesday, the WWF superstars will be performing in the Danville Area High School in Danville, Pennsylvania. It's you know, I know that th- I knew that this had happened to them, but it's just really sad to actually see it live and in living color in front of your face. Oh well, though. Back in the studio <laughs> to make it worse. Back in the studio, Todd's promoting that tonight the WWF will be in Baltimore, and there's still tickets available. Cornette chimes in. You hear that, Todd? You hear that silence? Sonny went to change her clothes, so we're going to be able to be- get some quiet and have some conversation in here. Now, when Cornette tells me that Sonny went to go change her clothes, I'm sure that at some point Vince McMahon tried to convince her that a camera in her dressing room would be absolutely necessary. Well, Vince, why is it necessary? Oh, well, Sonny, I'll tell you why it's necessary. Uh, Here at the WWF, we're trying to promote a globally integrated experience um, that solidifies the interactivity of WWF Livewire. And that's why I want to see your tits. <laughs> Let's run down mind games, though, shall we? In the final curtain match, you can win by pinfall only. Pinfall? Yeah, pinfall. What about countouts? No, no countouts. What about disqualification? No, no disqualification. No, that, that really happens. That's just not me doing a thing. Jim Cornette is playing with a gold dust action figure during all of this. But hey, let's go to a phone call. Hello. 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 Hi. Oh, okay, there you are. Who's this? Click. Cornette just fucking hangs up on him. Let's go to Luke in Wisconsin. Luke, are you there? Hi! Oh, it's a kidster. And you know, Todd and Cornette, they actually like kind of put their nice faces on because they've got a kidster here. And you know, I appreciate that. Uh, little Luke in Wisconsin says, Hi, um, guys, um, do you know where Sonny went? Cornette slams the finger down on the button and hangs up on him and they look genuinely pissed. <laughs> it's fucking priceless. She went to the bathroom. What the hell's the matter with you? Somebody ask me a question. Hello? <laughs> That's Cornette. Hello? Um, hi, I have a question for Jim Cornette. I want to know why you think anybody in your camp can stand up to Shawn Michaels. And Jesus Christ, guys, I get it, okay? These are not legitimate phone calls, but if you want to make it sound real, 
don't have a person call it a camp. Because nobody says, like, Camp Cornette in a sense that, hey, that's your camp, Jim Cornette. Like, nobody fucking says that. Cornette replies that Vader has already beat HBK twice in one night, and it's only a matter of time until he does it again. Now Jim Cornette has a fax. Sonny, why don't you pose for Playboy like Shawn Michaels did in Playgirl? Well, I don't know anything about that. Well, I got news for you, Shawn Michaels. After tomorrow night, you're going to be a centerfold, all right, in the American Medical Journal. All right, all right. Let's cut to a video package for the final curtain match. I'm not going to talk about the video package because Sonny is back in a cheetah print dress. So I guess a 1998 Sunday Night Heat version of Jim Ross that you can hear all about on Kingfish would call her La Femme Nachita. I'll see myself out now. But Jim Cornette wants to talk about Jose Lothario versus himself tomorrow night at Mind Games. Todd Pettengale claps and he gets excited. He does a dance by putting his arms forward in front of his body with each word of his song. And his song goes like this. Jose! Jose! Ho! Ho! Jose! 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 Ho! Ho! Jose! Well, let me tell you about Jose Lothario. Jose Lothario is 174 years old. He's so old when he started wrestling that Colonel Sanders was still a private. Todd then throws to a clip of Jim Cornette working out on Monday Night Raw with a little help from Big Van Vader. Uh, Cornette goes on and on and on and on and rambles about beating up Jose Lothario because he's old. He does a Muhammad Ali impression and everything. Let's take some calls. Andy! Hi, Sonny. What do you think of Jim Cornette calling you a liar? Why don't you just slap him? Well, there's no need to slap him, honey, because look who won the Slammy for Manager of the Year. Well, yeah, well, look who had a $400 phone bill after voting for yourself, making all those telephone calls. All right, all right, let's go to Clay. 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 Clay, are you there? Never mind. Let's go to Linda from Connecticut. Linda, what's your question? Hi, I have a question for Jim Cornette. Why are you full of hot air all the time? Ha! <laughs> no, that, that really happens. She laughs at her own shit, kind of like I do. And Todd, hearing Jim Cornette get razzed in such a way, does a little victory dance where he spins in place. Uh, these youngsters have clearly gotten one over on Jim Cornette. Sonny's now looking through some emails, and Todd has some faxes, but we've got to take a break. Luckily, again, the future. We're back. Uh, just so you know, WWF Livewire is sponsored by Tekken 2. Holy shit. I, if someone were to hand me a piece of paper with a number written on it, uh, and the number was the amount of hours that I spent of my life playing Tekken 2, I would be simultaneously excited and embarrassed that that portion of my life is gone and can never be lived again. But Tekken 2 for PS1 is the shits. And I will defeat you with Jack 2 any day of the week. Moving on, we got an email from Sean Hartman. He loves Todd on WWF Mania, and he thinks Sonny and the Smoking Guns are great, but no one pulls off more moves behind the referee's back like Owen Hart and the British Bulldog do. So what are you going to do with mind games? Cornette laughs, but then he tries to defuse the situation between himself and Sonny. It, it's time to put the fight aside and get serious for a moment. So he cuts a wrestling promo on Sonny and the smoking guns. Sonny's response? What Sonny wants, Sonny gets. Todd Pettengale brings us back into focus, letting us know that if we purchase mind games on pay-per-view, we can get a free action figure. Now let's go to Nathan in Florida. Nathan, what do you got for me? Hey, Sonny, do me a favor 
Everyone holds their breath, wondering what Nathan from Florida will ask. But he just says, Slap Jim Cornette. She kind of pretends to slap Jim Cornette by getting over to him, and, and Cornette's getting all fired up. Let's go to Chris from Massachusetts. Hey, Jim Cornette, Jose's a wrestling legend. You're having problems with Sonny. How are you going to win tomorrow night? Cornette defends himself verbally and gets all frustrated that someone thinks that Jose is actually going to beat him. Todd Pettengill gets a little close to Cornette and sniffs. And he says, you're afraid. Let's go to Jamie in Nebraska. I want to say something about Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the greatest champion that's ever been in the WWF. Cornette just hangs up on her and says, well, that was profound. Sonny has an email. It's uh, clearly another email written from the WWF writing staff. As you know, the WWF Tag Team Championship will be on the line at In Your House Mind Games on pay-per-view this Sunday. What will your strategy be? God damn it. These fucking letters. But I will say this. Sonny spikes the camera, which I appreciate. She says her strategy is win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Hey, did you hear that, Monsoon? They're using my catchphrase. Vince McMahon is going to have to pay me some residual fees for that. I, I need royalties. I, I think that what I'm going to do is form a wrestling union and, and get these royalties from Sonny and Vince McMahon. Jim Cornette has a fax to read, but Todd says, There's no time! Coming up, Ahmed Johnson and the Intercontinental Championship situation. We're back, though, when Sonny is ready to talk about Monday Night Raw. It's the wild man versus my man, my superstar, Farouk. Sonny predicts absolute victory and reminds us the only way to see it is live on Raw. Let's take a look at the graphic for the WWF Intercontinental Championship Tournament, says Todd. And you know what, guys? I guess I just cannot escape tournament brackets. Three out of the four episodes here on Brightman, I have accidentally talked about tournaments. Unplanned. Might Well, I guess it was a little bit planned, but this one's not so much, so here we go. Looks like in the first round, the British Bulldog and Owen Hart. Owen won. I'll be damned. Uh, ooh, King of the Ring rematch. Wildman Mark Merrow defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin. That seems like a wise decision. Uh, Psycho Sid beats Triple H. Ha! Uh, Farouk beats Savio. Savio Vega. Uh, Farouk over Sid. Interesting. Uh, Owen over Merrow. Or Merrow over Owen. So Merrow and Farouk in the finals. Todd says Farouk. Getting by Psycho Sid. Sonny says, yes, he did. And that rhymes. Todd says, we all know why we had a tournament, so let's take a look at these comments Ahmed Johnson had for Farouk. Ahmed says, Farouk, enjoy the rest of your life. I'm coming back and I'm bringing the thunder. Sonny talks some big shit, telling Ahmed Johnson that Farouk is going to take out his other kidney. Cornette is done with talking about Ahmed Johnson. Let's talk about different superstars. Let's talk about WWF superstars. Let's talk about Vader. Tomorrow in the first match. Taking on Stale. Stale, 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 Savio Vega. Speaking of Savio, let's take a call from Puerto Rico. Now, folks, just a, just a disclaimer here. It didn't happen, but I was half expecting Vince McMahon on the phone doing some sort of an accent. They don't have phones in Puerto Rico, says Jim Cornette. But alas, it is Joel from Puerto Rico. I have a question for Jim Cornette. What are you going to do tomorrow when Savio Vega whips down on Vader on Superstars? Hello, says Todd Pettengale. Cornette calls out Joel, saying he knows that that's not the question he was originally going to ask because he just announced the match, and nobody in Puerto Rico is that quick. And I'll tell you something, Vader is going to make mincemeat out of Savio Vega. Well, we'll find out after all. It's the new fall season with WWF superstars on the USA Network. By the way, during this entire Puerto Rico Jim Cornette conversation, uh, the camera 
is on Sunny the entire time, and she's just sitting on a stool with her legs crossed, and it's just, yeah. All right, let's go to Mason from Pennsylvania. Clarence! Mason says, hello? Sunny now, sounding ridiculously over-the-top sexy, says, hi, Clarence. Todd's like, it's not Clarence Mason. There's some dead air. Some more dead air. Some more dead air. And Cornette says, if you got something intelligent to say, you better say it. Mason says, uh, Sonny. And Cornette hangs up on him and goes, that wasn't it. Uh, now, Mike from West Virginia. Mike, how you doing? Cornette perks up because he hears West Virginia. Uh, Mike says, uh, I just want to know, whenever Jim Cornette is uh, going to have the guts to put Veda up against a real man like Psycho Thid. Cornette is furious. I'm sick and tired of people questioning my integrity. Vader's already mad at Psycho Sid for stealing a powerbomb. Uh, boys, I have an email from Stephen Vincent. <laughs> sure you do, Sonny. Uh, is it safe to say Mr. Perfect may get back in the ring and take care of a little business with Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Todd and Sonny think that he definitely will. Sonny says she'd normally pull for the H's in a situation like this, but she thinks Mr. Perfect is sexy. Uh, it's your program. It's interactive. We're coming back, and you can speak with the WWF champion, Shawn Michaels. Shawn, are you there? <laughs> Shawn Michaels, on the telephone, very defeated, says, Yeah! <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be back. We are back, though, because, again, the future. Todd Pettengale teaches us how to order WWF pay-per-views. There's three ways. I'm not going to go over them. I covered them on Kingfish. Shawn Michaels is on the phone. Uh, I could... Barely under here, uh, understand it, folks. Not to, between him on the phone and the compression of the video sound. But he does call Sonny and Jim uh, Cornette nickel and dimers. He then puts over Mick Foley, and they show some clips of him taking the mandible claw all the way back in July. Hey, Sean, how'd that middle finger taste? Uh, I can't I can't understand a word now. I can't understand anything that Shawn Michaels is saying, so I'm just looking at Sonny. Cornette accuses Sonny of drooling while listening to HBK's words. Now David is on the phone with HBK. I want to tell you good luck against mankind. When are you going to shut Vader in Cornette's mouth? Uh, again, Shawn Michaels' response to this, but it sounds like he just ordered some fast food from a really shitty speaker. <laughs> I, I got nothing for it. Cornette wants to hold HBK to his word that he will face Vader. Sonny says, uh-uh, Farouk is next. Shawn Michaels says, he wants a cheeseburger. No, wait, no, 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 a filet of fish. <laughs> Here is Victor on the phone. Victor, what do you want to say to the heartbreak kid? Shawn Michaels, what are you going to do if Goldust gets in the ring? Shawn Michaels says, no, 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 a Diet Coke. I said, a Diet Coke. Todd says, Shawn, you were on Baywatch. You were in Playgirl Magazine. The schedule must be overwhelming. Shawn Michaels says, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I I'll donate. I'll donate a dollar. Sonny says, Shawn, will you fight Farouk next? Shawn Michaels says, no, no. I said, no onions. Oh, we're out of time. We'll see you in Philadelphia. That's it. That's it. That's how the whole show fucking ends. You could tell they were running out of time. And I apologize for not being able to hear Shawn Michaels at all. But folks, it's a YouTube video. My God, so much fun. This episode of Livewire was a trip. It was easy to watch. And the... the I've, unfortunately, I've spoiled all the goodness. The ridiculous phone calls. The stupid one-liners. But you know what? I'm really glad that I watched it. I've been meaning to check this out for a long time. I just couldn't find a, a good copy of the video. So I said, fuck it. I'll watch this one. So do yourselves a favor. You want to have a good time? Uh, put it in your Google machine. And then you can watch it yourself. But folks, that is going to end this episode of Bright Man. As always, thanks for coming on the ride. 
subscribe to the podcast feed. That way you get new content in your podcatcher app. Remember, I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you.